Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah, are we all going? Toast. Yeah, do it. Toast. Do it. Do it. Toast. Do it. Toast. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Kill him. Oh, no, wait. What's the other? Uh, roll it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Star Wars line in all of existence. Besides, uh, uh, Ben Guadranero's power coupling. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, look, it's time for a Christmas Beyond Synth family show. And this is also going to be the, the year end. Uh, this is the season finale Christmas. It's like everything all in one. How about that? What an extravaganza. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with the uh, the Beyond Synth family here to wrap this uh, season up. I was thinking maybe we could do a sort of year in review type thing. I've got a bunch of songs to play that were picked. Oh, there's a new album that just came out today. We should all be talking about it. No. The... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do like uh, uh, what I just said. A year in, <laughs> we're gonna do some Sylvester Stallone we're trivia. Do a year in review. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there's no trivia. Oh, I got I, I, oh no, there's got to be trivia, right? Wait, Andy, I thought want. you said there was going to be Hanukkah trivia. I lied. <laughs> There's going to be nothing of the sort. Well, I mean, I can ask you random questions. I can do some Hanukkah trivia where I don't know the answer and still beep you wrong or right. <laughs> beep you. <laughs> I want to get beeped. All right. That's a new one. So, why don't you guys all introduce yourself? Mike Mendoza. I wish nothing but the best bar <laughs> you know, wasn't she on television the other day I feel like yeah um, I'm singing that because today the tickets went on sale for her new tour her first tour in 145 years Alanis Morissette you got tickets Mike did you get tickets we looked and we're already 31 people behind so I don't think we're going to oh, get them on this no. first round we might have to get them on uh, insert third party website here there was mm, okay a he was like this kind of singer dude that I think had mental problems and he had this song called Alanis Morissette. The whole song was just him going Alanis Morissette, Alanis Morissette, and then there was like an Alanis Morissette lookalike, <laughs> and they used to play it on Canadian music television. What? Yeah, that's really weird. Wait, wait, who are you talking about? No, I don't know the name of the artist. Okay, keep keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out. All right, you do some research. Well, why don't you introduce yourself, Florence Bullock? Hi, Glitbiter. That's, that's my name. You got Another music name. in the works, right? And it's coming. It's been coming yeah. for two years. Fuck you. <laughs> I want that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not pressure. No, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Don't worry. And uh, Marco Merrick. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh How have God. you been? You've been... Uh... I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, everything's pretty good. I don't know. Nothing's really changed since last time I spoke to you, but uh, just called and called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But we're all here. 
We're celebrating the sort of the Christmas season, but we're also uh, wrapping up 2019 season seven of Beyond Synth. It's crazy. Season seven, huh? Isn't that nuts, man? I can't believe how much time flies. This year, uh, there was a total of, I'm just looking at it, regular Beyond Synth episodes. I think we did like 42. Ooh. And there was also 31 high fives. Wow. wow. So that's a total of 70-something. I'm not too great at math. Sorry to ask, but how's your family life with all, with all this <laughs> extra work you do? <laughs> I mean that's that's a lot of work. Plus all the videos and stuff you do. You what you do you do a Twitch stream every every week now, right? Well, I've been, I haven't done it for a few weeks, <laughs> He's but next been year too. Everything is uh, it's going to start happening. So I've rearranged my whole set, and now I've got a little okay. tiny set in the corner that'll make it easier for me to do more live streams during the week, and also a live show like we talked about on the last high yeah. five. So well, I, I can help a lot if I'm just I'm going to move in. <laughs> and then uh, I can help you with all the, you know, all this extra work to make it easier for her, right, Andy? I'll put a little cot under the desk. <laughs> under the desk. <laughs> under the desk. How what short the do you think he this is? The kind of help I meant, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fuck under your desk? Well, no, I mean, like I was just trying to think of places I could put a cot. There's not a lot of room here, man. There's a lot of furniture <laughs> You're under the desk. Yeah, how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned nothing from the Me Too movement, so anytime I get a new assistant or secretary, she's going right under the desk. Or there is a couch in this room, too, which you could probably use, and then I wouldn't get... Yeah, that's uh, enough. That's enough. I don't yeah. ask for too much. That's all right. Yeah. See, neither do I. I just like putting people under the desk that I sit at. <laughs> now, look, we're here. It's 2019. We're, we're just uh, mere days away from 2020. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about if we got any uh, cool plans and stuff. But first, today, um, as you guys knows, I, I as you guys knows, I closed the <laughs> polls on the Beyond Synth Patreon. So, you know, I used to have this thing where people could vote, like patrons could vote on their favorite tracks of the episode. But after about like a year, it just felt like people didn't really give a shit anymore. And it was still, like, a lot of work for me to, like, write out the lists and then put up the polls and then, like, write down the shit. So, anyways, there was still, I think, 12 or 13 outstanding listener-voted tracks. And so we're going to listen to those as a way of sort of uh, closing out the year. And so now we're going to listen to this uh, cool track here by Electric Dragon. Uh, this was voted on by the uh, the Beyond Synth uh, patrons as one of their favorite tracks of episode 193. This is Covenant by Electric Dragon. It is approaching me. I've seen fire. And i just seen two eyes that were fiery. And I knew it was a demon. And uh, they offered me a deal.
And that was Electric Dragon with the track Covenant, a listener favorite uh, from episode 193. Electric Dragon's a cool guy. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the kings of the Pattersons, Chris Dance and Robert D. Bishop. Uh, collector. I couldn't uh, do this without awesome people like you. Thank you for your support in this lovely 2019. And I am back here with the Beyond Synth family, Mike, Marco, and Florence. Andy. Hello. You're sick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sultry. My voice is fucked, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like how many times have I gotten sick this year? Too many. Are you sick all the time, oh, dude? Andy, you're like a bad um, baseball trade. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> here, this is why. This is why. You are very talented. Your production rate can be amazing sometimes, and then you just get injured, so and then you're out for like a couple months. Compliment there, and then <laughs> it's like, and you're good sometimes. I just paid twenty five million dollars for you this year. I need you to be available for more than sixty five percent of the games, asshole. Why don't you take your zinc? <laughs> your zinc. Hey man, I take my f- fish oil pills. I eat fish oil. Fish oil. <laughs> I'm just imagining you like a skexy. You know what? Over your sink and you're pouring <laughs> fish oil into it's like a weird wooden spoon and you're like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially because I get the fish oil straight from the fish with this crazy contraption. Yeah. So like I put right. the fish in a little chair and then this laser like shoots into its eyes. <laughs> I was just gonna say you use the power of the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Dark Crystal. So Let's look back on the year. Um, I know I didn't. We didn't really prep or anything. January first. What happened? Who's going first? Not me. I don't remember that far back. Yeah. <laughs> Florence has a drug problem. Why don't we work our way back? What happened last week? <laughs> well, what I thought I would do. I think the easiest thing for me is just to sort of look back on the show. I've never really done this before. Look back at the season and go like, you know, who did I meet this year? You know, like, what were some cool, like, musical surprises? Maybe you guys can think about that in your head. Like, was there some artist that you discovered this year? Or was there an artist that you like that came out with something this year that you thought was, um, you know, really cool? At the, the beginning of the season... Uh, I met uh, Neon Knox, and he was a cool guy. It turns out I had a lot of guests from Sweden. I think that's a running theme on this show now, is that, like, Sweden is, like, 80% electronic musicians. Right. You should figure out how many people were actually from Sweden, because I feel like it was every week. Yeah. <laughs> I need a percentage... A well, percentage of season seven. That's what... We need, like, an infographic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll do a, a map. Like a world map where you put dots. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the Beyond Synth map. And it'll be neon, because Synthwave. And then there'll be little pins, and all the pins will be in Sweden-ish. And uh, anyway, but yeah, so there's uh, Neon Knox. Uh, I did a show with uh, Vailingo and uh, met him also at Outland, and that was fun. And then Blood and Chrome, talented visual artist, and uh, has also made a a few really cool songs as well. I like chatting with uh, artists. I don't do it that often, but... um like visual artists But I think that's cool Did you discover anything this year, Mike? Was there like an artist that was like Hey, this stuff's cool Yeah, I discovered some things Like what? <laughs> <laughs> There's an artist named uh, Moto Roto 
And so I say it like the commercials and I go, Motoroto. He's got several tracks and he's got like less than 200 followers. I discovered him and I liked this particular track so much that I contacted him and I was like, can I make this the official song of my podcast? It was so funky and groovy to me that I was like, I need more people to listen to this on a daily basis. Because when we did the high five, you were the guest DJ one time, didn't you? That Wasn't that a song you picked that week? I did! That's right! That was that song. Uh, I did my high six. Look at me with my memory. I snuck in an extra track. I think I used a loophole and I, we talked over the track. That was the high six. <laughs> <laughs> the old Mike loophole. <laughs> I'm a loose Mike. <laughs> and in terms of things by people I already like, uh, Phaserland's album came out. He had been plugging it all year, I guess for many months. And then it finally came out. And in my head, I wanted it to be more popular than it was. It got a lot of attention. But I feel like I want Phaserland to like be on the Today Show getting interviewed by Al Roker and shit. What? <laughs> Why is that always your example? Today Show? <laughs> Every time <laughs> we talk about sort of mid-level fame, it always involves talking to Al Roker. Like, that's your thing, always. <laughs> because, man, like, NBC is like the best channel on the planet. CBS can go fuck itself. Mm. NBC's got SNL history. It's got great just-see, must-see TV history. You know, like, NBC is where it's at. And the Today Show is, like, the height of casual fame. I'm an actor. I'm going to go on the Today Show and, like, we're going to cook up some bean sprouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, all that. Like, don't don't you want that? Oh, I'm getting paid a whole shitload of money in my off time. I have to go promote this and be on TV and joke around with Al Roker. Who wouldn't want that and why wouldn't you aim for that? Because... I absolutely hate morning television. <laughs> like, it's it's one of the yeah, things I hate the most so in bad. the world. Why? Yeah, I have to agree with Andy there. Sorry. I mean, I put it, like, above, like, racism and apartheid. You know what That's I mean? That's so crazy <laughs> that you are so strongly against morning television. I think it's so entertaining. It's very entertaining to watch the weird shit that happens. I'm not a morning person. And so I'm not happy in the morning. And it takes me about an hour or an hour or two to sort of wake up. And when I'm confronted with people who are, like, overly chipper and enthusiastic... It just doesn't gel with my personality at that time. And so, like, you know, morning people are all like, <laughs> and it was a star-studded red carpet, wasn't it? And then they bring out some dude to, like, talk about the outfits and shit. And I'm just like, you fucking assholes. Like, they make me mad that they're, like, so happy. When you get paid $11 million, I bet you'd be singing a different tune and you'd be talking about the newest uh, vacuum cleaner. That's on sale at Macy's or some shit. You'd be doing the same thing for all that money. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I'm very capable of selling out, but then I'd probably have a different schedule. I, that's what I like. I just don't get. You're so emotionally like angry at yeah, morning show, just the concept of them. But like, all it's going to take is a little money, and you're going right, to flip. But if I had a little money, I'd rather be paid to do something better than that. Yeah, but wouldn't you love the opportunity to promote your new movie on the Today Show in front of 36 million people? Wait a second. Hold on. Am I being paid to be a host of the show? Well, now I'm just coming up with situations for you to change your fucking attitude. No, but you've just given me like <laughs> 10 different scenarios. So one minute you're saying I change my attitude if I was getting paid, but then they're not going to pay me to just go and promote the thing. That would be if I'm already a successful person doing something else. Well, I was I was responding specifically to your um, about the hosts and being chipper. 
So they get paid a lot of money. They're just playing the part. Right. So as a promoter of your own thing, you want those opportunities. Like It's just like being on Jimmy Fallon or Conan. The Today Show is another piece of that promotion puzzle. And you got to get your shit in front of all these people to really get your product moving or else you're not going to sell your book. No one who's awake in the morning wants anything to do with what I do. Andy, you're selling yourself short. Man, where's the optimism? 2020 is all about <laughs> hashtag you, bro. All right, man. Well, look, we got to listen to more music. Yeah, Riveting stuff, guys. Riveting stuff. <laughs> yeah. So here is a fan favorite track. From episode 194 uh, by FM Attack, it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mr. Mike Shima, a really, really cool guy. And Jacob Wick, a cool guy as well. And City Hunter, another cool guy. So many cool guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all awesome, man. Thanks for supporting the show all this, all this time. I care deeply about you. Anyways, this track <laughs> is called... Mixed Emotions And it features Vandal Moon And it is by FM Attack Yeah, this is really good stuff
And that was Mixed Emotions featuring Vandal Moon by FM Attack from the album New World. And that was a fan favorite from episode 194. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 2666 Club. There's Hugh Hefner and Lucas Sabios. Hope you guys are having a lovely holiday season. And I'm back with the Beyond Synth family, Mike, Marco, Florence. Uh, Marco. Yes. Did you just make any discoveries this year, music-wise? Well, there's uh, there's been quite a few new artists and stuff. I mean, for me, I guess, I mean, just looking back, I really enjoyed the new Phaserland album, as Mike already brought up. I think the new Ephemer album was really good. I also enjoyed Betamax. He brought out a great album as well. I was just looking at some of the shows and TVs that I really enjoyed, but I think they're all from 2000 and late 2018, so I can't really mention those. Like, I really like the Maniac series from Netflix, but that was 2018. Is it self-contained? What's self-contained? Maniac. Like, does it build to, like, there will be a season two, or is it just sort of like a self-contained thing? No, I think it's just a one-off, which is better that way. I hate... I was... I I didn't want to get into it, but yeah, I I think some shows drag on a little bit too long. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh... Maybe Stranger Things, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's like, how many times can the same fucking shit happen to the same kids? I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, I think they're doing another season again, aren't they? Yes, they are. I also like Mandy, but that was, again, that was 2018. That was a great movie. I think we've already talked about that. But uh, no, I just see what uh, there seems to be the gossip at the moment is that, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, everyone's anticipating the new cyberpunk game coming out. But, unfortunately, it doesn't look like they're featuring any cyberpunk music or anything from the scene. So I think a few people are a little bit disappointed with that. Has there been any word on, like, music of that game? Yeah, apparently there's going to be Grimes, I think her name is, is going to be featured on there. And they've listed uh, a few artists. And I think there's going to be some other stuff, like some hip-hop and, I don't know, some other stuff which people are kind of like, well, how does that work with a cyberpunk game, you know? Keanu. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> ding! I need to play a ding sound for you. Very good. <laughs> no, I just think how cool would the game be if you're in like a uh, a fight sequence or something, and then you know, Perturbator comes on, or or uh, you know, any anything really from the scene would be kind of cool. Well, yeah, you know, there's still. I mean, games are big, right? Yeah, they can fit a lot of fucking songs in there. So, I mean, I feel like now. With a game like this, the soundtrack will be important, and so I feel like that'll be one element of the uh, promotion leading up to the game's release. It'll be like, now let's take a look at the soundtrack or whatever. It'll be like something like that. You would like think a, uh, mm. a big game release like this that's so forward and te- tech-centric would be all about a rotating playlist. That's what's hot right now. Like, what if you're playing the game and now it's like, check out the new April playlist for Cyberpunk. That would keep people playing, you know, like when they add DLC content. It's just new content. Well, you think, too, like the fact that all games now are perpetually online for the most part, that they could easily do some sort of Spotify or some other sort of integration. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like in Grand Theft Auto, whenever you get in, there's the different radio stations, but they play a loop of the same songs. And you think it would be really simple to just have some sort of branded 
integration with like a streaming service where every time you get into a car and like Grand Theft Auto, it's actually just playing new music like every time. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That'd be cool. You know, you could even make your own playlist. I mean, I've done that with Grand Theft Auto and that's a really cool feature. But I think more like the story mode when you're, you know, there's a particular music made specifically for that scene, you know, or or it's not really going to work if you upload, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you like listening to, you know, it's not really um... Damn, this is blowing my mind, because you could you could apply this to, like, any number of games that rely on a popular soundtrack, like, football game all the sports games feature a modern soundtrack That would be cool, actually, yeah, imagine that, a Synthwave soundtrack, you know It's kind of a big deal, like, for rappers to get their stuff on, it's like the new NBA 2020, whatever it is, yeah. I think that you could also do the same thing and, and have just internet loading playlists show up you know it would it would also feel more realistic too because you're in the arena and then it cuts to like the jumbotron and it's playing the new andy lass i'm gonna fuck you up you know i love that track (laughs) 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 i have to do that now andy andy new single now (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna fuck you up um well, look, speaking of music, we got to listen to more. So speaking of uh, musical discoveries this year, I was uh, pleasantly, uh, what's the word? Anyway, I found the, the music of, uh, <laughs> I love you, uh, Johan uh, Backstrom, or uh, as it's, pr- it's pronounced, is uh, Johan Backstrom. Uh, that's how you're supposed to say it. And I really, really liked his music so much when I found it. It's got this super genuine early 80s synth pop sound. And uh, when I first heard his album, I was like, this fucking shit is awesome. And I had him on the show. And uh, he also had a track that was a listener favorite from episode 196. Uh, it's brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $25 club. There's Restless Nights. Oh, I got to take a picture of me wearing his shirt. <laughs> All right, that's on the list. And then there's Neptune 90 and Techno Ben and the king of the $25 uh, patrons, Mr. Clint Dowling. He has been a uh, Patreon for uh, a long time, and his, his support is... Uh, you're a cool guy, Clint. <laughs> All right. Anyway, now let's listen to this uh, track. This is uh, Yuan Beckstrom from the album Utopia, and this is Silence. Thank you. 
And that was Silence by Yuan Bickstrom. And uh, that was a fan favorite from episode 196. And if you dig that, uh, you can go listen to the show I did with Yuan just a few weeks ago. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Well, there's Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, and Johnny Five. And, uh, yeah, Gaz from Honeybeard gave me a fucking Star Wars uh, figure because he's like... Not happy with the direction of the Star Wars franchise, and so he doesn't care so much for the figures he has anymore. And so I have a uh, what the fuck's this guy's name again? Florence Bosk Bosk the yeah. Lizard Boy. Yes. I got a Bosk on the shelf. Ah, oh, the Last Jedi was a great movie. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's well, anyway, favorite movie in yeah. the world. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, if it, if it means uh, that people become disenfranchised with their uh, childhood heroes and want to give me some of their toys, I am the happier for it. You could sign it and sell it for money online. Nice. Hey, man, no way. <laughs> Bosk is my favorite character. <laughs> they should make Bosk the lead in the pod racing movie. Bosk has some. Uh, Appearances in Clone Wars and I think Rebels. What does he sound like? He has like a no. It's Dangar who has like a Cockney accent. Um, Fucking Dangar is the shittiest character, man. <laughs> Fuck just, him. <laughs> and he's just wrapped in like towels. Yeah, man. Like clearly. There's that scene in Empire when, uh, you know, all the bounty hunters are introduced. And, of course, everyone, you know, Boba Fett was, like, the coolest one of the group. And then there was IG-88 and Bosk. And then this other idiot who's just fucking wrapped in bandages. Clearly, like, <laughs> they built costumes for the other people. And then, like, they, they're like, well, we need another guy. And then, like, they, I bet you they built that costume that day. Probably. Fuck him. Maybe he was wounded from one of his missions. Stupid. I don't care what the story is. <laughs> when, you're, when you bring in a, a thing of like, let's bring in some cool bounty hunters, and there's like fucking lizard men and guys with cool costumes and robots, and then just some idiot in fucking bandages, it's just like, send that guy home, man. Like, anyway, it's all good. Florence, how you how you doing? Good. I was hoping you're going to ask me what I discovered this year. Yes. What did you discover good. this year? Well. Since I'm the woman representative on the family in the Beyonce family, I would like to shout out to a bunch of the ladies in the scene who either came out with new stuff or who I discovered. Honestly, like this has not been a year of discovery for me because I haven't like gone out and purposely found stuff. But um, I still listen to this show all the time, so I discovered a lot of new things on your show. So thanks, Andy, for keeping me in the loop. Thank you. But uh. Okay, here's just a few. Like, Mecha Maiko came out with an awesome album. Jesse Fry's been killing it. Parallels had a couple great singles that came out. Nina just had a single that came out. Let's see, what have I discovered on your show? Adriel is awesome. Zarina. Bunny X had a single that came out. I was about to say Bunny X, yeah. It's good to see a lot of those art- female artists touring as well. Like, uh, it was cool when I came to Toronto for um, Outland or whatever that event was called in uh, July. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that event was. I can't remember. tell if you're like throwing unnecessary shade or no, <laughs> just no, a memory it was lapse. Some parallels was there. Dana Jean Phoenix, Mika Maiko. I mean, oh, uh, oh my God, Dana Jean. Yeah, I mean, they were all. You know, yeah. it was just so cool to see all these awesome women producers touring as well. You know, it's, it's seeing him live. It's it's awesome. Well, anyway, in short, the ladies have been killing it this year. So yay, hooray! Yeah, and where's your damn album, lady? <laughs> Shut up. It'll come out in 2020. It'll be fine. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I'm I still playing live. 
keeping relevant. It's fine. And then the other cool thing is I got to meet all of you this year, which is awesome. Well, Marco, I already, I already met you, so whatever. <laughs> but, Ooh, no, yeah. I got to see you, I got to see you again, Marco. No, that was and cool. And I got to meet Andy, and I got to meet Mike, and it was really awesome. So, And I got to meet a lot of other people, um, which is cool. It's been an eventful year. There's been a lot of shit happening. Yeah, lots of shit. Yeah, that was cool being part of that event up in Toronto. I mean... I don't know. It was just it was just cool seeing how many people turned out and just the crowd was nuts at that event. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a lot of wave events, but that was that was pretty. Uh, remember when uh, FM Attack finished his set uh, right at the end, and then everybody was just stamping one more song, one more. You know, they're just. I mean, it kept going. He had to come out. It was like, man, this is just relentless. Uh-huh. I've never seen anything like that. So. Yep. Um, no, it was really cool being part of that. Meet Nandy. Like you said, I've already met Florence before, you know, which was really good to see you again. Yeah. And we actually got to hang out a bit as well, not just at the event, which was kind of cool. Yeah. No, it was good to see Andy. And he's a busy man, isn't he? Running around everywhere. and He had the time to sit on a bench with me for three hours. So <laughs> that's really not, not super busy at all. Well, that was. No. Uh, so that's what he I was doing. I needed the relaxation time, man. I think. Florence on is the, the only bench. person who sort of caught me at my weakest because, like, that's when I started to fail that night from like not eating, and I was like just going whoa, and like Florence had this look on her face like I was about to die or something. No, I was very concerned. That's so funny because I was the opposite. I was failing that night from overeating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like between the two of us, there's some sort of happy medium that could have been reached. It's gotta be. Where right? it's like, Mar- Marco eats this fucking like forty pound burger, and I didn't have anything, and like. Yeah, you know, anyway. what the fuck's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was three burgers. Okay, I mean, it's- <laughs> I love- three burgers, one burger. It doesn't matter. It's the same amount of food. I love rehashing just, <laughs> just stupid stories. <laughs> I know. I know. So do I. Well, Let's clearly. talk about trimming hedges as we as we close the year out. That's my favorite story. <laughs> That's an inside joke for all you idiots. Oh, dear. Let's listen to more music, and then we'll keep talking. It's a lovely Christmas season finale. Uh, we've we still got a bunch to talk about and a lot to listen to. So this was another cool discovery uh, from this year, the Motion Epic. This guy is just super talented, and uh, I did actually do a quick chat with him at Outland, and... Um, Next year I'll finally edit those damn videos But uh, this was a fan favorite track My favorite track from the Motion Epic as well And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters In the $25 Club Emilio Estevez Pattern Shift Kempson And Martin Larby You know Martin Larby He writes the, the PF Synth blog Is it considered a blog or is that a website? He writes articles uh, as Patrick Fakeman. Anyway, uh, hey, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Here's a song. This is <laughs> The Motion Epic with Temporary Lovers. Met a dancer from Brooklyn tied up in a sheet. She's got a temper for reasons hard to believe. All the sinners, all the losers, and the winners The scars that have torn us apart Met down by the drugstore, empty warehouse by the corner Here's where you let go of my heart Cause I know 
And that was Temporary Lovers by The Motion Epic. And that was a fan favorite. And it's uh, it was brought to you by my awesome uh, patrons in the $25 Club, Gregorio Franco and Blake Peterson. And uh, Gregorio had a few cool albums this year. And he also had one that featured you, Florence. Yes, he did. All right. <laughs> Do you want me to say more about that? <laughs> that was right. a good song. That, that was a nice Thanks. little discovery this year because I didn't know Florence sang in that style. Yes, I do. That's a thing that I can do. I saw that live. You got some vocal power. That really was amazing. Thanks. Florence and I showed up two hours early to our gig. Oh, we did. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that. <laughs> because I don't know how to fucking read. We were like, oh, we have to like sound checks at five. And we're like, wait, why is the door to this venue not open? And it was pouring. It was like raining a lot. And we were late anyway because I had to work and I couldn't stupid oh, yeah, get yeah, off. Yeah. We got, so we got there at six. And we're like, oh, fuck, like, and I was like, shit, like, I want to get there early because I want to sound check with Gregorio because Gregorio is the headliner and he's probably going to sound check first. And I'm like, well, fuck, what do I do? But um, we get there and nobody's there. And we're like, why is nobody here? I guess (laughs) we're just, you know, we're just those people who try and get there on time, but we didn't. But nobody else is on time, so we're fine. And then (laughs) we went across the street and had pizza. At a pizza place, which it's was called okay. Hoboken Pizza. It was it was an okay pizza place. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have anything against it. It's better than the LA pizza. It had the right crust, even though it was a little floppy. It had the right crust, and I think they might have imported the water from the East Coast floppy. to get that perfect flavor. You think so? Maybe. But like, do they need to do that in Austin? Yeah. Did they? Okay. We have a bunch of like barnacles in- infecting the water. <laughs> well, I'll take uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> what a stupid sentence that is. <laughs> barnacles infecting the water. But anyway, yeah, so then- we had last year we had like a boil off. <laughs> Couldn't like drink or take a shower because like there were too many sea scallops or something. <laughs> 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 Stupid. Anyway, the pizza was good. We were super early. But then you look on your phone and you show me the message that you had gotten. The sound check was actually at seven. It was seven, like normal so, industry time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, all I had to do was verify it. And all that's like we were like stressing out. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. We're gonna be late. We're gonna be late. And then we yeah. hit a bunch of traffic. And Florence is like, Oh my god, I'm stressing out. I'm like, Florence is gonna be all right. Chill out. Listen to Africa Toto. None of this happened, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we walked. <laughs> we walked. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, then Florence is up there and she was killing it. And there were a bunch of synthwave people who showed up to the show and they were dressed like hashtag synthwave. Some guy had like a Tom Cruise motorcycle jacket. Some other guy had some kind of long duster. Yeah, and they were all synthwave producers. <laughs> everyone had a SoundCloud. <laughs> what a hilarious stereotype. <laughs> I was like, hey, Florence, watch everyone have a, hey, guy, how you doing? How you found out about this? I like synthwave. You heard about this? Oh, you're cool. And I was like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. He was like, I make music, too. <laughs> and I start laughing like almost right in his face. <laughs> you don't have to put this in the show. But it was just so funny. <laughs> and uh, I start laughing because Florence is looking at me she's looking at me while the guy is like yeah look at my soundcloud here let me pull it up on my phone and all i could do was like just laugh and it was super loud and i feel like he didn't really notice (laughs) 
Well, I had but, to walk uh, away because I like immediately started laughing when he said that. Anyway, um, there was another guy who had the exact same hoodie on as you, Mike. Remember that? That's right. And then he was super hammered and had a whole bunch of stories. And we, I knew everything about him, who his buddy was. They yep. used to run track together in college. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. And then the buddy was like, I think I walked up to the buddy because everyone was friends at that point. And I was like, hey, man, are you blah, blah, blah? You went to this college and you used to run track. And he was like, oh, sounds like my friend already told you everything. (laughs) I guess he was known for getting hammered and revealing everyone's deep, dark college secrets. I wish my deep, dark college secret was that I ran track. (laughs) I think I'd be a much happier guy. See, I know that uh, when you guys performed, Gregorio sent me video. (laughs) And he's like... Look at this fool. And it was fucking Mike on stage with a fucking tornado mask over his face. <laughs> the tornado mask that looked like it was in the shape of Nevada. But then right. Mike decided to draw a tornado on it. But then and it was just a bunch of squir- you, you squiggly took a lines. And tried and to draw a tornado on it, but it didn't look that great, so you just put <laughs> Twister on it. <laughs> You just wrote Twister on it. And Gregorio was like, dude, you should have told me. Because I was performing the Donation of the Beast Part 2 with Gregorio Franco. Uh, <laughs> Gramalamalinga. And uh, he was like, you should have told me beforehand. Because I totally would have gone on stage and like, you know, lip sync. Like, pr- pretend like I was playing it live. And like, just thrashing his head around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it happened, and I feel like I I got it out of my system um, because a lot of people were just looking at, and I could fucking feel the confusion on stage from people. They were just looking at me like a dog when they turn their head at an angle and they go, "Huh." It was super fucking funny to me and me alone, and I feel like the few people who did get it got it, and the ones who didn't, that was okay. It was super funny to me. I was duct taping the last piece together, like it was, and I was explaining the concept to the guy who helped me promote the show and helped set up the whole tour, Blair, who runs Central Podcast. He's really cool. I was explaining the whole thing about Gust and like it's a parody of Twister and fuck Ghost and yada yada yada, and he turns to Jared and he goes, "Does it always have to come with an explanation?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just dying laughing. Like to me, that was like the height of the joke. I was like, "That is exactly it." Maybe the confusion is what's funny to me. And going forward, I don't need to say it out loud to people anymore. Maybe I'll just work on part three and get that going. I don't know. <laughs> I just it was really funny and kind of because I wanted to show people the stupidity. And so I yeah. did it. And people <laughs> thought it was stupid. And that was great. I mean, I'm the same way where I need to do things. Like, I always have ideas floating in my head and all these, like, theoretical things or video ideas and stuff. But you just you just don't learn until you do it. Like, you have to do it. That's true. And sometimes you're just really compelled to do... Like, I'm very compelled to do dumb shit. Obviously, you are, because you fucking taped a tornado to your face. And- <laughs> performed in front of people but it's like yeah we all have our things you know where it's like i just need to do this i need to i need to do it in order to know and then once you know regardless of the uh, outcome it's like you know you've got that personal satisfaction of going like all right i know now right man i have an idea just based off a title alone it's sequel to risky business it's called risky business 2 safe business comma 2 
T-O-O. What's it going to be about? I don't know. It's just the title. <laughs> but I want to do something with it. I've never actually seen Risky Business. Oh, it's a good one. Is it? Me neither. Let's do it. Marco, have you seen Risky Business? Yeah, I have. It's a great movie. How do you feel about the new Ghostbusters trailer? Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Well, how about this? Let's listen to a track and then we'll talk about it. How about that? All right. This was a fan favorite from episode 198. It is by Starcadian. It is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Ashley Keegan. With the 2049, Ashley likes to visit Toronto, and I think she's coming back. So I'll have a drink with you when you do. Um, and what else? And then we got a new one here, Andy's Laugh in the $20 Club. So thanks, Andy's Laugh, for supporting the show. And then there's Alex Seligson with the 1999 and Rachel Buchelman with the 1985. And now here is Starcadian from the album Sunset Blood with Love Top. <laughs>
fan favorite uh, from episode 198 and it was brought to you by my awesome patrons Murat with the 1984 and in the $15 club it's 6 mil Hampus ML and Ken Giroux and Chatterack <laughs> and we are back with the Beyonce family on this awesome Christmas Shatterack? season finale. I say that because he donates fourteen ninety five. So it's sort of like a skeptical, is he in the $15 club? <laughs> Does that make awesome. sense? So it's like, Chatterack? Um, anyway, uh, he's a cool guy. So I'm back here. Marco, Florence, Mike, Christmas time is happening again. And uh, yeah, there was the Ghostbusters trailer that came out a few weeks ago. And... Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Look, I, I dug it. it. Looks like a moppy, all right? It looked cool. Yeah. It was fine. It was very, like, I don't know, Stranger Things, but with ghosts. Yeah, you're kind of right, actually. It is. Who said that? Mike, was that you? Who said, like, it was Stranger Things, but... Yeah, I did say that. But I feel like a lot of people have said that. <laughs> it's like the kid from Stranger Things <laughs> is in it. Yeah. So... That kid's got a great name. Finn Wolfhard. What a fucking cool Wolfhard. last name, man. <laughs> fucking Wolfhard. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty cool. So this new movie that's coming out, that's obviously set like in modern day, and it's a sequel kind of, right? Yes. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But So that, so does that mean that the uh, the previous Ghostbusters movie is, doesn't really exist in this new universe? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2016 did not happen. Okay, so that's how they're doing it. Yeah, I'm just making sure. I figured that's how it, how it was. Yep. Yeah, and all the original Ghostbusters are going to be back, probably minus uh, Rick Moranis, because he just doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> He's the one guy on the planet who doesn't give a shit about Ghostbusters anymore. <laughs> Here's the one thing I'm wondering, because people were all excited on the internet, like, ooh, this trailer's throwing shade at 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, so. But at the same time, in the trailer, they only acknowledge Ghostbusters 1. Yes. And so I'm wondering if this movie's also going to gloss over Ghostbusters 2 and just say, like, there was just this one time where there was... That's what I'm wondering. That's why I didn't... I don't know whether they're going to... Yeah, just after Ghostbusters 1. Because that's what it kind of appears... I mean, it's hard to say from a trailer, but that's what 
it looks like they might be doing, yeah. The only problem I'm having with some of these sequel concepts right now, because it's sort of the same thing they did with Star Wars, with The Force Awakens, mm. where you've got this original movie where there's all this potential of what could happen next, and then they make a sequel that basically says, nothing happened next. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, because I've been reassessing my... like. I enjoyed Force Awakens. Like, I found it enjoyable. I I don't like it as much as the original movies, but I thought it was an entertaining Star Wars film, and it excited me with the potential of where it could go. And then disappointed me with where it went. But I don't like, in retrospect, I don't like how they're basically implying that, like, kind of nothing happened. Like, literally, like, they save the galaxy, Vader's dead, the Empire is destroyed. They've got this opportunity to start, like... You know, some new republic that's going to be, you know, like this force for good and all this stuff. And then we just rejoin 30 years later and it's like, well, the bad guys just have a big new army out of nowhere. And Leia's a general. So it's like she, like, demoted or something. Like, I just feel like Leia should have been, like, you know, like in charge of the Senate or something. You know what I mean? Like, had, like, some prominent thing and that they actually got stuff done and then it's just like and then Luke trained a bunch of idiots and then fucked off and it just felt like really like in this I 30 know, years man. like such a let down. nothing happened like were there any adventures like you, you know what I mean and yeah I feel like this Ghostbusters might be doing a bit of that where it's like in 30 years there hasn't been a ghost and in my imagination I always just thought like no there's just gonna be ghosts now and there's gonna be all these franchises of Ghostbusters that like you know they're they're busting ghosts in Chicago and you know and all these other cities and it's like uh, every city's got a Ghostbusters unit or whatever so then it, it does something weird to the story because then it's like Ghostbusters is just literally this one time happening when a crack opened up and ghosts came out. I don't know, it's 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 weird to me. So you don't want Ghostbusters to be like Men in Black. <laughs> in Men in Black there are like all these Men in Blacks across the earth that like there's Men in Black UK, Men in Black Australia, Men in Black Internet. You know like there's all these different offices like you're talking about with Ghostbusters 1 the the Will Smith's character, he's the lead, and you're following him in this crazy journey into alien world, whereas he lived his whole life and didn't believe that. And the movie really translates that feeling of him being a fish out of water, or fish in space. (laughs) Fish in space! (laughs) So, like, that's where the comedy comes from. Then you got Men in Black sequel, sequel, and it loses all of that because it's not about... Will Smith discovering things It's about Oh Will Smith is the baller Boss he's the best one Blah 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 He's so cool And nothing can touch him And Tommy Lee Jones is ornery Like they lose all the Novelty of discovery And that's what's so fun About the first one Is we're just uh, Ghostbusters We're discovering the, the stacked books We're discovering The train that goes through you And you can't get the number Because it's going too fast You know what I mean Like all these weird things yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think the coincidence of this whole thing is it just so happens that the sequels to all these movies aren't that good, right? Like, I feel like they could have been good if they were just written differently. That's true, and that's why I'm still holding out hope for more trailers and more footage, because this one hasn't shown us any of the original Ghostbusters. We really have no idea what the plot is. We just have a... It's a feeling of nostalgia. It's all Stranger Things. <laughs> In the trailer... They show, like, you know how they go go to, a, like, a mine, and there's, like, yeah, a glowing green? Yeah, but we don't know anything about that. All we have is a name. Yeah, what are they doing there? Exactly. What are they even but doing But that's there? what the story's gonna be. Okay, but we don't know exactly what the details are. No, 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 we don't, but we know that, okay... So in 1984 or whatever When was Ghostbusters 1? Is it 84? 84 and then the second's 89 Which that It is yeah, part so, of it the, the second movie So So Evor Shandor I forget his fucking name yeah. uh, 
he makes the building and it's like a magical shape or whatever so that Gozer can return and whatever in like the movie. So I feel like this one, it's going to be that he also was some... Like, I bet you the villain is going to be him. The actual ghost of him? Like, his ghost is going to come back. Yeah. And so, like, all paranormal stuff in the Ghostbusters universe is connected to him. I hope not. As a character. I liked the idea that there were all these consequences of what this physical human being did. It would suck if he turned into a ghost, because they would remove all, like, the mystery of that... You know, like, I like the idea that there's, like, a cult of followers and, like... Yeah, but I feel like that's what it's going to be, you know? So it's sort of in the same way that, you know, the Star Wars universe seems to revolve around Skywalkers. It's like... That's true. This is going to be what they do, and it's going to be like, well... I know, I think it's just because, as a fan of the cartoon, I just love the idea that there's, like, a Ghost of the Week aspect to Ghostbusters. When you say that everything that happened in the movies was all linked to, like, one specific event, it kind of lessens the it for me a bit. But who knows? We'll fucking... We'll see. Well, it's, it's, uh, these movies are weird, though, what they're doing nowadays with these franchises, because quite often it, it gets really confusing on what the hell's actually going on. Because I don't know if you're familiar with the Halloween franchise. You know, they had, like, Halloween 1 and 2, which are classics, obviously. But then Halloween 3 had nothing to do with the whole series at all. Mm. I mean, it was just a completely different... But they decided to call it Halloween 3. And it's a great movie and all. But then you got, like, Halloween 4. Then they did Halloween HGO, which is supposed to go back and disregard all these other movies. Then you had sequels because all these, I think it's because all these different writers and directors get involved. So, they, oh, no, I don't like what happened there. So, I'm going to just change it, you know. And none of these actually, none of these movies even took place. Then there was another movie. And then I think the latest one they decided to disregard all the movies other than the first one. So, it's, it's really weird how they do that shit. It becomes so confusing. It's the same with Terminator. And I think the problem is, and it sucks to say, I don't think you can do a rebooted sequel. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly think it doesn't work because yeah. the movie is, it exists. It's in our consciousness. I was thinking about that, too, is because you have to reference the original things that made you like the first ones to begin with. It's, um, like, it's almost inherently, you have to reference that there was a Marshmallow Man. You have to use the name Evo Shandor if you want to do a new Ghostbuster. Like, in Star Wars, there has to be TIE Fighters, and there has to be a guy in a weird black mask. Yes, no, I but I agree with that mm. on a superficial level. I think, to Marco's point, it's just, I don't think this, like, because they've done it with Terminator now, where they're saying, like, well, Dark Fate is the real Terminator 3, and the problem is, there is already Terminator 3. Yeah. And so, whenever they try and say, like, well, this movie didn't happen, it's like, but it did, though. Like, it did happen, and it sucks. Like, even if they do, like, a new RoboCop that disregards Part 3, Part 3 still exists, right? Like, you can still buy it in the store. Right, it's always going to be there. I feel like sometimes when when some franchises have just gone to the ground or just aren't good anymore, like they should just fucking make something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just go like, look, man, we fucked it. Terminator is fucked. Like, stop making them. Yeah. Nobody wants to see them. They always are box office flops, and nobody likes them. Like, even with the ones they like, they still have to acknowledge. Well, the first two are great, and this one's. Fine. Like, that's the best a Terminator movie is now. Is like, I mean, it was better than the other shitty ones. Like, yay. It's, it's not an accomplishment. Like, it's fucking stupid. Florence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been awfully quiet, Florence. Yep. 
Well, well, <laughs> yep. That's all you have to say. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, look, we'll come back. We'll do a whole segment with Florence here after we listen to this awesome song from Time Cop. Tima Copa. This was a fan favorite from episode 199. Uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mads, Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And this is Time Cop featuring the Bad Dreamers with Back to You. Searching for the parts of me I know 
And that was Back to You, featuring the Bad Dreamers by Time Cop 1983. And that was fun because I got to meet Jordi at Outland. And uh, he's a really friendly and nice guy. And uh, we also filmed a little thing that I will release at some point. But we're back with the Beyond Synth family. I should say that that song was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $10 Club, Fraser Davidson, Watch Clark, Neverman. Hey, Florence, you were in a Neverman track. Yeah, made a little cameo on a Neverman track. There you go. And Joshua Winter and Pump Action Foreskin. And that is the uh, people from the $10 Club. And I'm here with the Beyond Synth family on this lovely Christmas ho-ho-ho presents, all that shit. We got Mike, Marco, Florence. Now, Florence, you are very quiet there. So what would you like to talk about? You introduced me to marshmallow cereal this year. I bought a few boxes of that. Oh, yeah? I introduced you to it? You had never had Lucky Charms before, Andy? Well, not the new Lucky Charm. No, I don't really eat sugary cereals. <laughs> What's the new Lucky, Lucky Charms? Charms? What are you talking about? With the fucking unicorns in it. Well, no, they, I mean, it tastes the same, but they just have they just have new marshmallows in it. They got, they got unicorns in there yeah. now. Hence the new, <laughs> because, you know, all this stuff they've been making, it's the same formula for years, right? It's, it's the gimmick yeah, exactly. that makes you excited like a child. What's new? I guess so. Mar- marshmallows. No, they've the always unicorn. had marshmallows. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. No, no, no. What's happening Mike, here? The, uni- the unicorn marshmallows are new. Does Andy thinks there's no marshmallows in Lucky Charms? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> there's never been marshmallows in Lucky Charms. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, no. The, the There are unicorn marshmallows now. Because, you know, they have like horseshoes, stars, and rainbows. Something, blue moons, pots of gold, and whatever. And weed leaves. Yeah, exactly. But they've never had unicorns before. So now they have unicorns. And they have unicorns in different colors, too. They have orange unicorns. They have green ones. Um, I had Lucky Charms for breakfast this morning, actually. Does that make you tired? I feel like eating sugar in the morning makes me sleepy. Sometimes. It is not a work day for me, so I don't care. (laughs) I usually... I usually don't eat. <laughs> I usually don't eat sugar in the like too much sugar in the mornings too. I have Lucky Charms for like dessert, dessert cereal. A dessert cereal. Do you have a dessert bowl like you're snazzy and fancy? I only have my unicorns in my dessert bowl. Maybe I should get one of those. <laughs> That's the trailer line. It's one of the lines in Florence's "Bock to School." Oh yeah, I remember that. Let's make this a thing. I'll put it in my Beyond synth mug. How about that? So I only, the only thing I drink out of my Beyonce mug is, well, I eat unicorn cereal and I drink whiskey out of it. There you go. Yeah, but a mug, well, that's going to be like fucking four spoons of cereal, won't it? Whatever, I'll just refill it. How big are your ogre spoons <laughs> I mean, that you eat with? a lot of work. With? It's a lot of work, but I'll, I'll make it happen. What's your question, Mike? I said, how big are your ogre spoons that you eat with? I didn't need to repeat that. <laughs> listen all i want to do when the movie comes out the ghost blushes movie i'm going to email them starting now to let me cover flip city on the new soundtrack what's what's flip city that's the from the first movie i want to know why everyone i know has gone flip city i don't know that song when does that play when ray smokes cigarettes you know what song i like from the fucking ghostbusters 
Is is the one where uh, when the ghosts first like break out and it shoots like the stream of ghosts into the sky? Stream of ghosts. When like there's a montage of all the the ghost balls flying out of the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. What, why are you asking about that? No, I'm not. I'm saying that's the song I like. That's the one I recognize from like the song you're saying I don't recognize. Oh yeah. Well, I like the one where they're um the Ecto One A is driving to City Hall and the music. Everyone's like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. There's just one guy. He's like a redhead, and uh, he he's he's leaning over the police line and he goes. Ghostbusters, all right, yeah. Like, how are you that excited for people you barely know? Um, and the song is the one that's uh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that that one's a good two. That one's a good two. Yes, it is. It's a good three. Yeah. I like reminiscing about Ghostbusters. <laughs> Remember the part when? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a testament to how Ghostbusters, like, it still survived. Like, we could just get carried away talking about Ghostbusters. I got to see number two in the movies. I was fortunate oh. enough. I didn't get to see number one in the movies, which would have been really cool. I mean, that what was that, 84? I was probably a little bit too young or, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, we went and watched it as a family, Ghostbusters 2. And I remember just, I don't know, it was really cool. It was uh, it was a memory I'll never forget. One of my first television memories is catching, like, some weird Entertainment Tonight featurette about the first Ghostbusters. Right. Like, just one of those... I don't even think it was, like, an episode of Entertainment Tonight. It was some weird, like, interstitial thing between shows where it was just, like, a few minutes and it had, like, the Entertainment Tonight logo in the corner and it was showing Stay Puffed. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, like, oh, like, they were talking about, like, it was such a big deal, like, the special effects or whatever. Ghostbusters was a big deal. Like, culturally, that thing just changed the world. Yeah, man. Well, 2016 was an interesting time, and so it was really (laughs) important to... (laughs) (laughs) Alright, look I want to listen to another song Who covered the Ghostbusters theme on the new one? It's like Fall Out Boy or... It was really bad. All right, so look, this uh, is... Uh, it was actually really bad. Yeah, it was... Like, I'm not even being funny. Like, it was... That's why I think I don't want to cover the the Ghostbusters song. I want to cover, like, one of the soundtrack songs. One of the other ones. I, I, I don't want to cover we'll the thing it, that, like... Everyone has a... They feel a certain way about something. That's why the problem is with reboots and stuff is like... Oh, like, you fucked with my childhood. I'm not going to say the R word. Childhood. <laughs> childhood. <laughs> what? Rape. Listen, people are really they don't like they don't like when new stuff comes out that it it touches on something that they know dearly. Like you watch, you know, as a kid, you watch Star Wars every day on the VHS and you watch it every single day. And people have that for their certain movies and uh it, it's hard to fuck with that specific thing. So I don't want to cover the Ghostbusters theme song. I want to go cleaning up the town. Well, listen, you've got my blessing. Now look. <laughs> That's all I want. I uh we're going to listen to this track here from Sunglasses Kid. And this was a fan favorite from episode 200. Uh it's brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $10 club. Thundercats Ho, Dalton Bell, Cat Temper, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, and Knight of Ducks. And this is a sunglasses kid with can't hide.
And that was Can't Hide by Sunglasses Kid. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Andrew Benson, Sarah Buchelman, The Patch Bay, and Renton Brax. And uh, we're here. It's Christmas time. I'm here with the Beyond Synth family. That was, of course, a fan favorite track from episode 200. So that was another thing that was fun this year on Beyond Synth was that we had the 200th episode and I did a few episodes looking back and talking to people who I hadn't talked to in a long time and I thought that was fun. That was your summer series for this year. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm not going to do it again. It's honestly <laughs> fuck those guys. It was just because <laughs> it originally was going to be like the 200th episode special and then the more I started planning it the more i realized like oh shit this thing's gonna be like fucking 10 hours long and then i just thought well i'm not gonna put it a 10 hour episode so i just broke it up and then it gave me an opportunity to actually talk to um more people which was fun so I, i'm trying to think who else we had we had we did Celerect, la dreams ogre sunglasses kid dan terminus that was like a, a favorite for a lot of people dan terminus is um He's a funny guy, and he's very honest about his sort of contempt for the things he doesn't like in the scene, and that was like, people really liked that. And uh, Python Blue I hadn't talked to since I talked to him the first time. It's just fun catching up with people who you haven't talked to in years just to go like, where where are you, you know? Vector Sector, Betamax, DAD, Highway Superstar, Droid Bishop, Protector 101. Groove Worthy, I hadn't talked to him in like six years. Oh, how's he doing? He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's doing okay. Um, no, it was good. <laughs> so that was good. That was the summer series. I enjoyed it. Summertime. Summer. Are you going to do a January winter series? To, it's yeah. very depressing. Yeah. In the wintertime. Everything is going to be a series now. <laughs> That's what people are into is fucking binge watching. Yeah, man. Or like season passes. Check out season 11 of the new video game. Yeah, I'd fucking... It, that's how they hook everybody. That's why my son talks about nothing but Fortnite. 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 <laughs> Fortnite. My son talks about nothing but Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Holding <laughs> <laughs> he's on his PlayStation with the Fortnite. Um, <laughs> stupid. Hey, boy, stop playing the fucking Fortnite. Go eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to wash it down with a dessert bowl of fucking unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> They're magically delicious. I like this character. <laughs> I'm a synthwave producer. <laughs> well, you, you got to make up a name. Uh, does it have to end in Jones? Like in true Andy Last fashion? No, true Andy Last fashion is ending names with Jackson. Seamus Jackson. Yeah, it's a fucking... Sh no, it's got to be Seamus 83 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an Irish synthwave producer, it's got to be fucking... Actually, Seamus 83 is a pretty cool one. Yeah. Seamus. Seamus 99. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking like a... <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> so this year, I think my favorite uh, things you did, Mike, is this voice now and... <laughs> That that robot voice. Remember the stupid robot voice? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Hello, welcome. <Yeah. laughs> I love that voice. Out now, the new Megan McDuffie. Download it at your pleasure. <laughs> it sounded like you just called her Megan McGuffey. Megan McGuffin. <laughs> Bears all. <laughs> New synthwave producer, voice. Megan McGuffin. 
<laughs> Say Seamus89. <laughs> Seamus89. Welcome. <laughs> Please say Nightcock. I don't want to do it, Marco. Oh, come on. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Coming this fall, starring Keanu Nightcock. I love that they don't say his last name. <laughs> that is a... <laughs> <laughs> Keanu. That is a really cool voice. Oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> uh, what if we... Uh, what, um... I just had a funny idea for the Ghostbusters trailer. What if I took out all of uh, Stranger Things' lines and I dubbed them in with mine? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to die under this table. Dude, there's <laughs> there's so many dumb videos on the internet. You know, you see a lot of the popular things that are trending or that people are sharing, and you forget there's all these YouTube, I mean, YouTube channels like mine, you know, that like fucking 13 people watch. But I have seen... Because I got really into that stupid Gregory Brothers song, The Pizza Time, with Spider-Man 2. Okay, you sent me that fucking Star Wars songify thing, and I still have that goddamn chorus in my head. Yeah. <laughs> about the Tashi Station. Tashi, Tashi oh, Station. Fuck you. Fuck it's, you. It's never going to go away. It is super catchy, I watched though. all 15 goddamn minutes of that video. You know what, though? I think that's just a testament to how compelling the overarching narrative is in the original Star Wars movies. Because as I watched it and heard the stupid song, it's not like one of their better songs, but once you start watching it, once you see that it's slowly moving through the Star Wars story, I, I just have to sit there and watch it. Oh yeah, of course. Is that another one of the videos that like where they take dialogue and they put it to musical notes? Yeah, they auto-tune. Yes. Yeah. See, they I never auto-tune. liked that because I think my the way my brain works, I like the verse, chorus, verse, cho- you know, verse. I like and the syllables of the verses they kind of have to match all the way through in my head, and then. For these songs, they'll invent new musical notes and go up and down just because there's extra syllables. They'll be like, what time is the morning train coming? Oh, it's coming at 11 o'clock because it was delayed after blah, 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 blah. And like, and I'm like, I can't sit there and listen to them just like filling in time with extra notes. To me, it's musically careless. Of course it's musically careless, but it's funny. I don't love all of them, but the ones I do like, I like a lot. Like, the fucking one where the dude eats the burgers. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. Like, that one is fucking so catchy, and I sing that whenever I eat burgers. Like it's. I a- like the, the backing up one. The old lady coming out to, like, 7-Eleven. She's, like, telling the story about the robber. She's like, I'm backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up. My daddy told me good. Like, that. Like they do have catchy stuff, but, like, I think after a certain while, I stopped watching all... I think that was, like, when the, the bedroom... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bedroom Intruder. Yeah, Bed Intruder. I never, like, followed them. I watched, like, the first few popular ones, but, like, it didn't really appeal to me. I only know any of these because Andy sent them to me in the last three weeks <laughs> and I've been getting them and not watching them <laughs> no the, honestly no the Spider-Man one the Spider-Man one pizza time it's super fucking catchy it's great that's why I got back into it because I saw the pizza time one and I'm like oh and then I was reminded that oh yeah I used to watch these guys videos like five years ago and anyway what was why did I bring this up oh because look we gotta listen to another song and then I'll fucking I'll see if I have a point um, <laughs> why did we talk about this I don't know uh look this is a track from Ollie Ride uh, he's a cool guy. Um, uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $10 club, there's Barry007. Fucking slunks! Fucking slunks! 
and Matthew Lister. And this was a fan favorite from episode 201. This is Ollie Ride with Back to Life.
And that was Back to Life by Ollie Ride. That was a fan favorite uh, from episode 201, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $10 Club, there's Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, Colin Bennett, Joe Ozone, Will Lowe, and Polly Digital. And I'm back with the Beyonce family. Ho, 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 Christmas time. <laughs> um... Florence, Marco, Mike. Where's Marco? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> what would you like to know, guys? How are you coping with the holiday season? I'm uh, just busy with work and stuff and playing video games and staying indoors as much as I can, really. You're like a bear. <laughs> I am like a big, fat bear. <laughs> well, when you live in, like, upstate New York, you kind of have to be. Yeah, I, it's kind of cool, though, because, I mean, where I'm from, we really don't have seasons, so, I mean, you just... You end up not doing much because you can just do it all the time. Does that make any sense? Like, you're just like, I can go out any day and go to the beach. I can go. So you don't end up doing it a lot. But here it's like when summer comes around, you're so sick of fucking winter that I've just got all this shit planned I want to do already. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you've got to make the most of it. So you, I think you do because you have to. Are you making a list? And are you checking it twice? Nice. <laughs> a mental list in my head, Andy. You're mental. The mentalist. On CBS. Funny though, you get, you get the real cold days, and I'll be like asking people, "How the fuck do people live here their whole life? Like, yeah, like what the hell, man? It's just—I mean, I only just got here, but it's like, how do you deal with this every year? The, you know, the, the snow and the cold and the mud and the anyway. It is interesting. I guess it's sleeping bags. Like, I just picture being here without electricity. <laughs> sleeping bags. Well, it keeps you yeah, warm. What's with the sleeping at bags? home? Yeah. I hate sleeping bags. Like for bed? What? Who sleeps in sleeping bags in the bed? Is that what you just what are you How did people about? do this like a long time ago? And I'm saying sleeping bags. sleeping bags. We <laughs> didn't have sleeping bags a long time ago. <laughs> you, 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 you fucking uh, out of bear like Leo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you're so stupid. Yeah, just get into a tauntaun. Yeah, exactly. It might smell bad, but it'll keep you warm. Nerd quote. Thank fuck for sleeping bags. <laughs> sleeping bags. That's how they did it, man. No. Yeah, they had sleeping bags and they had their fucking All right. battery All packs right. to charge their Ooh. phones and shit. Go on. No, I think back then they had like caribou fucking blankets. Go and shit on like that. Wikipedia and you tell me when the first sleeping bag was made. I'm going to then. Hey, Google. When was the first sleeping bag made? According to Wikipedia, the Euclidean rug from ancient Greek UN. 1876. I win. What do you mean you win? 1876 is a long time ago. <laughs> so how long are we talking about? See, look at this. Hey, oh, everyone always, always makes fun of Andy. Oh, sleeping bags. Oh, they didn't have sleeping bags in the fucking 1928, which is the year we were talking about. And I'm like, hey, man, they've had sleeping bags for at least fucking 50 years since then. And oh, la-di-da, we just travel along to Wikipedia and find out that I was exactly right. Listen, you think we're listening to you? <laughs> But who had access to those sleeping bags, though? The fucking Rockefellers, man. Who cares? <laughs> well, okay. Only the wealthiest families. Because uh, sleeping bags back then were just fucking, you know, made of beavers and fucking lined with mink. Mink is very yeah, soft. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally how they did it. They just took animal fur. Mink. Because, because vegans weren't a thing. Mink, 84. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word mink. It makes me laugh. 
<laughs> I think it's also just because it sounds like dink. <laughs> oh, it rhymes, hey. Yeah, I got a song. I've got it all lined up for fucking 2020. You don't got no fucking song. Yeah, man. Fucking mink, 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 <laughs> and then da dink, 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 and that's the chorus. <laughs> and then I'm gonna fuck yeah. you up. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of this song. It's so stupid. <laughs> I had a song back in like years ago that I used to rap at open mics. It was like, I went to a library. I love your past. I picked up a book and I told it to teach me how to read because I didn't know how to read. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, teach me how to read. And I'm like, I go to the bank and I robbed all the pens. <laughs> and I say something. And I'm just like, I'm saying all these ridiculous things, but I'm like, fucking 100%. And like, <laughs> that's really funny to me. Out of a scale of 1 to 10, how much better did that go than you with a tornado mask on your face? A lot better. <laughs> <laughs> People were way more receptive for the... Uh, yeah. Teach me to read angry rap guy. You know what it is? It's they can't make contact with my eyes. They can't connect with me. Oh, you didn't have eye holes in the tornado thing? Well, no. the tornado... Like, I had a, a mask that did have eye holes, but the state of Nevada covered up the front of the mask. So I could only see out of, like, tiny angles out of the corners. Which was funny <laughs> for me, because I was, like, turning my head so I could see the audience this way, and I could turn my head to see the audience that way. And I was lip-syncing, I w- and I was lip-syncing, and I was forgetting my fucking lines, and every everyone thought I was doing the, like, the thing because I was putting the microphone to my th- I did have a live gust feed so I was saying things but then at one point I forgot and I had the microphone like three feet away from my head and then it went six 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 <laughs> and everyone started laughing because they were like oh okay <laughs> Mike remember when you were trying to take a selfie and you failed and just ended- I was standing right next to you and you ended up just taking a picture of me instead <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. Like when, 20 when pictures When he had the mask on. When he had the mask on. Yeah. Gotta make that clear. <laughs> I just don't know how to aim the phone. <laughs> I'm Seamus99 and I'm partially blind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, first of all, look, I want to play some more music, but I want to thank the awesome Donation of the Beast people. But before I do that, I would like to acknowledge IP68. Thanks for your support, buddy. He's in the 808 Club. And uh, now... We're going to play the old Donation of the Beast song so that I can do a shout-out to my awesome uh, Donation of the Beast pals. How about we play a song first, and then we'll do a shout-out to them. That's what we'll do. So this was a fan-favorite track from episode 202, and this was uh, Droid Bishop came up with a new album, which I really liked. I think it's one of his best ones, and this was my favorite song from the album, and it was also a fan-favorite, so that works out well for everyone. (laughs) This is Mirrors of Escher by Droid Bishop.
was Droid Bishop with the track Mirrors of Escher from Rebirth of the Machine. That was uh, an awesome track, and it is brought to you by my awesome patrons. It's time for the donation of the beast. This is the donation of the beast. All right. These are all the people who donate 666. Satan. There's Newmark. Abashed Pudding. Dobrotech. Matthew Conway. Replicant 69. Trippy. Artificial. Philip Back. Luke Timmermans. Pananaro. Love Machines from X. Alexandro Samaras. This is hurting my throat so bad. <laughs> I fucking should have thought what, about that. That's what she said. Hold on. Send me the list and I'll be like, Marco Merrick. <laughs> Zayon B. Tomas Shimanek. Street Cleaner. Power Loader. Till Wild. Orlando Rodriguez. Nave. Straylight. Ross Pentland. And Zychorax. And that was a terrible idea, because I have a cold and a sore throat. Hold on. Mm. All right. Look, we're back. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Satan. You filthy animals. Uh, I'm here with the Beyonce family, Marco, Mike, Florence. Uh, we're having a gay old time. It's the Christmas season. Yuletide logs, trees. Were we going to talk about something? What, what do you want for Christmas? Mike, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, see, I, I never think about that. I really don't. I also don't have, like... A wish list of items that I want. I showed you these uh, head headphones with the microphone attached to it, and I was like, I could probably get that. I don't. I don't have like deep feelings for getting new things. I think so. I uh, PlayStation Four. That's what I- <laughs> 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 so that's basically what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked trinkets and toys. I find my family sort of treats. Christmas as like joke gift time like what they just get things like fucking silly sweater and here's some like diehard socks you know like stuff like that it's like it's hard to get presents for people too I mean it's easy to get presents for kids but no for like people our age around our age I can never figure it out because I'm like well fuck like the only thing that's gonna win over is if you get someone like a really expensive present I don't have money for that just a bar of gold yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly I, that's it it would be so disappointing <laughs> like if someone handed me like a bar of gold I'd just be like what the fuck do I do you, you've just given me a job well that guy in Die Hard 3 that was Christmas for him when he found a bar of gold oh, yeah. <laughs> and Sam Jackson was like ah oh, shit that was my bar of gold what do you do with a bar of gold uh, that's what I was always thinking about why would he take the bar of gold out of the federal fucking reserve like what are you gonna do with a bar of gold well you can exchange it for money but you have to go to a place and then you probably have to wait till like the price of gold is good because you don't want to get shit on by that See, also you know i think 
If it's from the Federal Reserve, it's probably got markings and stuff, so you'd probably have to invest in like a kiln or something to melt it down. Or I was going to say, you could take right. it to a jeweler. Jewel- <laughs> jewel rod? <laughs> yeah, but the second you take a it to jeweler? a jeweler, because they're then just going to be they like, they could report right. you. Right. So you, you have to bribe them with a piece of the gold. Yeah, that's the thing. So you're going to lose some of the value because the person's going to be like, this is Federal Reserve gold, and even if they can melt it down themselves, they're going to take a cut because they're going to say, look, either... I turn you in or I give you like half of what it's worth. Right. And then you just fucking shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah, but this this all this is way too elaborate. <laughs> like I think I would get a kiln or a, not a kiln. What's See, the word? You're buy- so then you're also you're putting money into hopefully getting money out of the thing. Right, but it's an investment because the the bar of gold will be worth a lot of money. So if I get myself a um what the fuck is the word? What's that thing where you heat up and melt the metal in? Um, it's not a kiln. Alchemy. <laughs> a mill. It's a, no, like a steel mill? Yeah, a mill. No, no, no. But the ones you make yourself, like when you have one at home that you like heat up from the bottom. An oven. It's called a, not a ch- crucible. Thank you. Me. Me. <laughs> I just said thank you to me because yeah, I came up with the because, word. Because the rest of us are just pieces of shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you said it as if, like, thank you, and none of you helped me. No, I said thank you because usually someone chimes in with the right answer, and I thank them, and it's like a it's a force of habit to just be like, thank you, but since I came so up with the word, think, why don't you just, you just like... yourself. Nice. I thanked myself. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, how much time do you have? Uh, I probably got till 2.30, so about another 17 minutes. And I really have to go by. That's the latest I can stay. All right. Um, so, look, how about this? Let's listen to a song real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking, okay? Because we probably got to wrap this up uh, at some I point. A, I have a topic we can talk about. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll do it after. How about that? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the lovely Beyond Synth family, of course, I think we, we played a, a Glit Biter track in episode 203, and that was the one that was voted as the favorite. It's a track called Follower. Oh. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome uh, patrons. Well, there's Polar Wildcat Studios and Tim Brawl. And then we'll do some $5 ones after we listen to this. But this is, um, this is Glitbiter with Follower.
follower by Glitbiter, which is, of course, Florence, who's right here. And uh, and we're having a lovely Christmas. That was brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $5 Club. There's John Walcow, Twin Scroll, Pudnuts, Chitty Chitty. Okay, you're still speaking English, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking... Did he ever say if this was Ratch or Rake or Rach? You sound like you're doing gringo Star Wars language. Chufatha <laughs> Anyway, look. Fucking. McClunky. Uh, arcade Eyes. Uh, what's this one? Jean Christophe Leconte. Uh, Chest Press Magoo. Chris Mendes. Cavan Taylor. Robocock. And Bogdan Crevo. And we're back here. It's Christmas time. Uh, we're having fun. Yeah. Chest Magoo. Was Thank, that what oh that yeah. Was? Wait. Let me. Let me just say thank. Thanks to like the two people who apparently voted for my song. That's cool. <laughs> thanks. I took a screenshot so I can see, but basically, and I don't want to fucking disappoint people who are listening if they like that. I think I'm going to have a voting element to the live show, Um, but just doing the polls every week and then just seeing like the the diminishing amount of people who gave a shit after a while where it's like one person. Well, it was never that bad, but I mean like, anyway, look, hi, Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Amen. Anyway, I, yes. I I wanted to ask you guys. I mm. think we might have done this before, but it's been a while. Been a while. And we talked about we. T- <laughs> it's been a while. We talked about <laughs> Christmas movies last year. Yeah. We all know how Andy feels. Yes, he doesn't like them because <laughs> we also talk about it about eight times during the regular year too. Yes. What Christmas songs are you into? What don't you like? Let's talk about the songs of Christmas. Old, new, borrowed, blue. Dude, I am such a. Stick in the mud when it comes to Christmas stuff. Because would it surprise you to know that I hate Christmas music? Would that shock you, Mike? Because mm. I do. <laughs> well, it is. I think it's kind of news to me. I don't think is I it? ever like. I never like locked it in that you don't like Christmas music. I've never heard. I've never heard you say that. Okay. Well, I'm saying it now because. <laughs> Because it's the season, right? So, like, when we wake up in the morning, the alarm clock is set to, like, local radio. And so they've been playing Christmas music for over a month and a half. And I hate all of it. I hate it. I hate when artists feel the need to put their stamp on Christmas classics. Just like, you know, the way that you don't like the fucking, uh, the songify things when they add extra notes. And that's all I feel like... You know, like, when will Mar- Mariah Carey does fucking Jingle Bells, she's got to be like, gee, you know, like, doing all this shit, and you're like, all fuck the you, fucking, like... All the fucking melismas. Yeah. <laughs> the way- <laughs> what melisma. is that word? A melisma. That's it's when a you, sexy like, word. Yeah, that's when you, like, take you take a note that should be, like, one note, and you make, like, a million notes. Melisma. Melisma. I know someone who hates people uh, at, like, sports games, and they do the opening... Like the national anthem. Oh God! And like they they can't just go and the home of the brave. They gotta be like and the home. Yeah, that stuff's garbage. Fucking hate that so yeah. much. Yeah, to me that's what Christmas music is. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what about original songs? Are you into like any original songs? I feel like since Christmas is a corporate holiday, there's nothing sincere to me about. The sentiment of Christmas music It's so interesting that you think that Like cause it's all It's all fucking a contrivance It's like 
this is the music we play starting November 12th till fucking Christmas. Like, it's just... So even... Like, <laughs> I think I, the problem for you is that you get it earlier. Like, we didn't get it till Black Friday. You got it a little too early, and that's why you hate Christmas your whole life. <laughs> I know. I, I have no problem with Christmas, <laughs> the time. It's just it's just the music. I don't really like... The, the only Christmas song I like is fucking... That's the only one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a good one. Yeah. What about you, Marco? There's that one song that I've I honestly never heard. Look, okay, so at work they play way too much Christmas music, and they started, I think it was even before Thanksgiving. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. But uh, I didn't realize there was actually that much Christmas music, you know, even new stuff. When I worked at Toys R Us in the year 2001, Christmas season. Oh, that would have been awful. <laughs> yeah, but... Th- we had to listen, but it was also, they also played, like, the hits, but it was, like, on a loop, because the Muzak in the Toys R Us, and so that year, they played Hero four times a night. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. I had to listen to that and Feliz Navidad <laughs> four to five times a night. That's the song. That's the song I was, I just was going to say, because it took me a while to figure out what the Feliz fuck it was. Feliz Navidad. I, re- I got that song in my head all the time now, and I actually don't mind it for a Christmas song. That one really is one of the ones that um, gets overplayed. But I mean, there's like a whole, like like Marco said, there's so much music. I know. And there are old standards and classics that like the original version, when it comes on, you're just, you're like, you're filled with like just mm, Home Alone spirit. You still can't beat, though, honestly. You still can't beat Last Christmas. I mean, come on, the original. Like, that yeah, is. it's an it's an '80s classic and it's a Christmas classic. That is a good song. It really is. Um, I love it. Like any Christmas movie that drops, um, the I'm dreaming of a what? Like that's a classic old, like you know, '50s. It, it reminds me of like olden times and like when people used to drive around in wooden cars and stuff. I like that song too, and that whole like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that whole like oldies but goldies time. That's why I like Christmas because it reminds me of a time that like was before what we're living in now. Yeah, a lot of us agree that I agree with that kind of. I I I like Christmas like classic Christmas songs. Yeah, White Christmas was written by Irving Berlin, who I believe was a Jew because all the Jews wrote all the good Christmas songs. Is that true? Is um, Alan Menken Jewish? Because he's what? like, I like Alan Menken. Yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go home, um, we listen to, we like we do it. Okay, my family's Jewish, but we celebrate Christmas because we're weird. And we always do like Christmas dinner. And they always play this, uh, fuck, what is her? There's like an, a, a very famous opera singer who has like these redi- this ridiculous Christmas album. And so that's very, it's very nostalgic to me to hear like all of these like operatic Christmas carols being sung. My least favorite song is Silver Bells. Fuck that song forever. I know, man. It all has the same tone to me. Yeah, it's all the same tone. I don't like the one that, um, the one. Something, something, pumpkin pie, something delicious. It like drives me nuts. What the fuck are you talking about? I think you're singing a cereal jingle. <laughs> it's the one that's. Well, I love the home for the holidays. Oh, and like yeah. the the verse part is like. Like it's so fucking like it's like howdy doody, but like the saccharine version that you're like like the Andy talks about. Morning television people like, hey, you gonna check out the new Star Wars movie? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I'd, like watch that, that part, I'd watch morning TV if it was like that. <laughs> Andy, what if I hosted a uh, movie news show as like, the 60s Riddler? <laughs> <laughs> this this makes me want to listen to uh, actual good music, right? Yeah. That's, that's what this conversation mm-hmm. does. And I want to listen to Betamax, all right? I asked Betamax to do a Christmas track for Retro Promenade. He's like, I don't do Christmas music. <laughs> Good. He's a cool guy then. <laughs> <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> Rejected. Uh, this is a fan favorite track from episode 204. It's a Betamax track. It's brought to you by my awesome $5 uh, patrons. William Delphin, Anders Enger Jensen, Beta Dine, Luke Jackson. The Axle Effect, watch out for steaks. Steaks, I just said. Fuck. I, I have a cold and it's doing that thing. Vampires, watch out for steaks. Watch out for steaks. Watch out for snakes. Scott McClure and Christian Micklebust. And this is Betamax. With the track Dreamer featuring Samantha Rios.
track was Dreamer by Betamax, featuring Samantha Rios. And it was brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $5 Club, Mr. Ected, Josh Riley, Chris Williams, Andrew Tukaz, Sergio Matai, and Gus Velichek. And we're back here, Christmas time, just celebrating. I know Marco's only got like a few minutes before he has to leave, so why don't you talk for a bit? Uh, I I don't really have anything to say. You put me on the spot. Gotta ask him a question, uh, man. Think back to your childhood. What was your favorite Christmas gift that you ever received at Christmas time? Oh, I had so many good ones. Adida. Marco was the uh, Nintendo 64 boy. No, I never really got consoles as a Christmas present. Um, I mean, I had plenty of consoles. I, I really... Oh, Jesus, I feel bad. I really can't tell you. There were so many cool ones. Probably a Transformer or something like that. It's probably one of my favorite things, even though I broke it not long after. But those things were so <laughs> fucking fidgety and easy to break, weren't they? But, uh, yeah, probably a Transformer. My cat shit on Soundwave. I had Soundwave. <laughs> yeah. The cat shit on it. Then we didn't want to play with that toy anymore. Even when it was cleaned, it was sort of like... Oh, your cat shit on it. <laughs> I didn't know what you said. <laughs> I think it's like, I, I catched it on it. And I was like, you catched what? it on it? No, yeah, was no, it? my cat shit on Soundwave. <laughs> and so even, even when he was cleansed, it still was like, uh, we're not touching this toy again. That's like the cat shit toy. Yeah. <laughs> too bad actually i do have no my best present ever was actually a present i bought myself now that i think about it so at the time uh, i was doing an electrical apprenticeship so i didn't have a lot of money but <laughs> i really liked swank magazine and got myself a stack brazas yeah but uh, no um, i <laughs> i uh so, so i put money away right for christmas because i knew and i literally bought it just before christmas as a christmas present to myself and that was vice city I, uh, and that was the best present I ever bought myself. Well, that, that I ever got, really. Anyway, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> is it? No, there is something satisfying, because you know exactly what you want. Yeah. And so at Christmas time, I know to just go to the corner store and stack up on just a big pile of swank magazine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I push it home in a cart that I steal from the grocery store. Oh, you're so I mean, bad. When people walk by and they just see me with this fucking stack of books books <laughs> they're not really books anyway so and then that christmas you played uh, vice city to your heart's content how long did it take did you spend as much time playing vice city yeah, as you spent playing fucking close to a year yeah jesus it's amazing that you can do that that game isn't as in depth at all compared to uh red dead so that makes it even worse because red dead is just the environment so detailed and there's so much stuff to do i mean it's crazy so I'm go- I'm really into the hunting now, Andy. I'm loving the hunting, man. Wasn't that the feeling when you were playing Vice City? Was that like, oh, this is so new and there's so many fucking things to do. Like, it was new at the time. Like, I also spent like a year on that game, too. Yeah, yeah no, no, you're right. Nerds. It was. I mean, I, I used to just spend nights where I'd just drive around and, 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 you know, not even do any missions or any any side stuff. I would just drive around, listen to music, checking out shit. I was like, oh, what's that guy doing over there? You know, go bump into someone and they start talking. You're like, oh, my God. This is so cool. You can like interact, you know, randomly with people, and uh, it's yeah, that way it was unbelievable. That game, I'll, I'll um, I just had such a good time with that. Andy, what was your favorite fucking gift? God damn it! Christmas wasn't like an extravagant time at my house. No, were you poor family? <laughs> <laughs> my dad didn't really like getting us like toys. So while I would have a friend, like it was all like art supplies and things like that. That's kind of cool though. I mean, because we, we liked art, and like, so, you know... Was it a mixture? But you also had toys, right? Yes, but not, 
like the other kids. Like, you know, like, I'd have a buddy <laughs> whose parents bought him everything he wanted. So, like, you know, I'd go to that his house and he'd just be like yeah I got the fire hall and uh, the ghostbuster car and stay buffed and like four ghostbusters in the set and stuff and I'd be like I got a pack of prisma colors and like VHS tapes and socks and like paper and paint and stuff you know what I mean like so I'd I'd always even though I liked that stuff and I really enjoyed drawing and like uh doing art things it never quite felt the same everyone else got the like the corporate christmas where they got all the things they wanted and they just got all those toys that they'd Jesus be bored of in a Christ. week all your dad had to do is get you a couple of more toys mm-hmm. you just said <laughs> kids got corporate like that's what you think christmas is yeah like, you think christmas like is just corporate nonsense that's yes, so crazy to hear point. what a what a what a like out of one to ten you're either one or ten on the issue it's it's very <laughs> interesting to hear like, yeah, he worked at Toys R Us. That's why he's got this <laughs> silly point of view now. It's ruined him. It's Enrique ruined him Iglesias ruined Christmas for Andy. I have seen behind the curtain, and it's all fucking Feliz Navidad. <laughs> That's really funny. Florence? Yeah? Favorite gift? I got I got an iPod once. It was the original iPod the first year it was out. That was cool. Do you still have it? Yeah, it still works. Was that like the small one when it was like kind of small and, and like silvery? It was... It held... Five gigs. It had a spinning wheel, like an actual wheel that spun, and you had to use FireWire in order Ooh. to uh, transfer songs over. I remember FireWire. Yeah, FireWire. Good times. <laughs> Other than that, like mostly Christmas was a lot of just kind of random gifts, and I don't know, like a ra- like a lot of little gifts, I suppose. So I ended up with a bunch of stuff, which I really liked when I was little, and now I'm just like. I want one present, and please don't get me stuff. Thank you, because I have—I don't need any more stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's a lot of like LL Bean clothing and shit. I don't even know what that is. I know the word LL Bean, but like, it's a—it's a company that makes like beans. They beans. make. <laughs> yeah, they make beans. They make beans. like. Come, like, beans is a funny word, isn't it? Yeah, we like it. How, how would you describe LL Bean clothing? Uh, LL Bean, like, I don't want to like, like out- it's 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 white people clothing for like exploring the woods. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Thank you, Mike. What the fuck? Exploring the woods. Yeah, no, seriously. That's like you could not describe it any better than that. <laughs> Fucking hell, hey guys, I'm really, I'm having a really good time, but I really gotta go. I'm <laughs> that, sorry. That pushed Marco over the edge. I really wish I didn't have to go to work. Marco's gonna tell his coworker, and then he said, "It's like white people clothing for exploring the woods." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm picturing myself. What do I wear when I'm exploring the woods? Anyway, um, you jocks. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Give the uh, the Beyond Synth listeners a Christmas message from Marco. All right. Well, I just want to say uh, thanks to all the listeners and uh, everyone that supports the show. Thanks for tuning in. And I just hope everyone uh, has a safe and fulfilling Christmas. Um, be good, and we'll see you next year. Merry Christmas, Marco. Merry Christmas, cunts. Merry Christmas, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Marco. Yeah, peace out, brother. Brother. 
So Marco's gone now. Now we can talk Forever. about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now let's say our true feelings. Um, well, look, how about this? We're, we're, we're just going to talk for a few more minutes before we go. So let's listen to another track and then we'll fucking uh, wind this lovely Christmas down. All right. So here's a track. Uh, this was a fan favorite from episode 205. This was a chiptune show I did with Dub Mood. And uh, this one's brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $5 Club. Sven Bomanis, Joey and Kendra, City Bat, Binkley, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, and Damian Rudy's. And this is ST Style by Dub Mood featuring Zabutom. <laughs> was Dub Mood with the track ST Style featuring Sabutum. That's from the Chiptune Show. And, uh, and we're back here, man, with, uh, with, with Florence and Mike because Marco had to, uh, had to go away, but uh, we wished him a very Merry Christmas. I should say that was brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $5 Club. City Bat? No, I already read that one. Neon Knox, Christopher Albert, Marco Cranendonk, Daniel Dexius, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Dana Jean Phoenix, and Simon Norberg. We're back. How are you guys? I'm fucking tired, man. Why? Why are you fucking tired? Because I haven't eaten... And I haven't slept much, and I gotta go to a work happy hour after this, and I'm like, it's fun, I get to joke around my workos, and... Workos? But I'm gonna be like... T- <laughs> Your workos? <laughs> yeah, I like to call things stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna be there, and I'm gonna be like tired. What I could use right now is just like a nap. Can I do it on the show? <laughs> yeah, you can take a nap, it's fine. Just... Right. Put the mic to your face so that we hear all like the 
Do you guys have any uh, New Year's plans? Oh, I didn't. I didn't get myself in shape to look like Jackie Chan. This. Oh no, Bruce Lee was the goal this year. Maybe Jackie Chan should be next year. <laughs> Wait, what year was Captain America? Was that, that last was the year, year before? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hit Captain America at all. <laughs> I went the opposite direction. It turned into fucking tired looking Vince Vaughn all the time. <laughs> Is there something happening, Florence, for you? Or are you visiting your family? Or are you staying in LA? Um, I'm going to go uh, to New York for Christmas and visit family, and then I'll be back in LA for New Year's. I don't know what I'm doing yet, though, for New Year's. There are lots of things that are happening, but I just haven't decided on a thing yet. Look at that. It's fun to be in a happening place. I'm going to be in a small town where nothing is happening. Oh, the Pee Wee Herman show. Dude, there's like a, a 35th anniversary Pee Wee Herman movie tour. And he's touring and he's doing like, uh, you know, storytelling and Q&As after the movie. And they're coming to Austin. Florence, you should look it up. I think you're into Pee Wee. Are you? <laughs> Am I just making that up? What? You are making that up. <laughs> 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 but uh, he's coming to town. Pee-wee's coming to town. Just like the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I'm excited about that. And I, may, I maybe this is an ad. Go check online. I think tickets should be available already. Well, then you check online, idiot. Gonna, anyway, the point is they're going <laughs> to... Idiot yourself. Uh, <laughs> they're they're going to do one in San Antonio, which, you know... That's where th- a lot of the movie takes place in San Antonio, and especially looking for the basement at the fucking Alamo. So imagine they're doing the Alamo stuff for Pee Wee Herman in San Antonio. That crowd is just going to be raucous and ridiculous, and I kind of want to be there for it. Do you think he's going to do like he did in the last movie and like tape his neck back so he looks younger? I think he won't show up in costume. I don't think it's for that. So for this, it's just like I think it's Paul Rubens touring with. The thing Okay But he's still gonna have Tons of tape Pulling his neck back <laughs> Well that's the, Those are some of the tricks They did to make him look young And it looked weird Yeah Like when he was on Like late <laughs> no, night Never looks normal <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the thing too I, When I was watching uh, The Irishman The one thing about The de-aging of all the actors Is they still had Their old nose sizes Yep The, the old man bulb uh-huh. At the end I noticed that Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because when I was watching scenes from Casino and I'm going like, oh yeah, Robert De Niro's nose didn't used to be this bulbous, right? Because old men all get like big kind of bulbousy noses. Something to look forward to. And big ears. Hey, do women get big ears? Like, I know it's a man uh, thing to get, like, big noses and big ears. Do men get big ears? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? I feel like the earlobes start to sag, so mm. that just makes the ears look bigger. But I feel like that happens to everybody. Yeah, because old. Oh, I always feel like it was like old men who seem to get like they get big noses and big ears, but I don't know if ladies also got the big noses and the big ears. Maybe, maybe I don't know. They do. I'll let you know in like thirty years. Ladies get the big, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of a show. Um, feet. It's big feet. <laughs> You know what they say about a lady with big feet. Uh, I want to play one more song. <laughs> this was the last one. Uh, episode 206. This was when I closed the polls. This was the last one that got through. It was the Ultra Boss episode. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Stu M, Bobby B, Roman, Lee McConnell, Kai, Katner, Antelog, Russ Nyes, Abigail Pierre, Silent H, Cree 80s. Assy Dre. This is Ultra Boss featuring Robert Beechgrove. And this is Slave to the Passion. 
And that was Slave to the Passion, featuring Robert Beechgrove by Ultra Boss. And um, I don't know how these people get a hold of Robert Beechgrove. That guy's got a great voice. He writes awesome songs, and he's one of those like secretive, like doesn't have social media. Who is Robert Beechgrove? You ever heard the song by 4A Devin, Hold the Night? Listen to that song. It's great. Is he like a famous guy? No, he's just some guy, but like he got a great uh, voice. You made it sound like, you know, like, oh, we got, we got Roland from Tears for Fears. He's not very social active, but they got in touch with him. Like, so, like, <laughs> he's not very social active. <laughs> <laughs> and he got them lucky charms. Um, I'm here with Florence and Mike. Mm-hmm. I would like to do a final shout out to all of my uh, Beyonce patrons. Uh, because you guys make uh, Beyond Synth possible. And this is going to be a big, long list. These are all my uh, year-end thank yous, all right? So, Mr. Colin Bouchard, Misha Magyar. How do you say, how do you say that? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy names. Uh, but thank you, uh, uh, Misha. Is it Misha or Misha? You be the judge. Simon Henley Willis. Lucas Pirco. Pirco. Lucas Pirco. <laughs> Lucas <laughs> It's totally the end of the show right now. Why isn't Mike reading this in his robot voice? Uh, Stuart Gibb, King Koopazilla, and in brackets, Edward, Heartbeat Hero, Enrico Guili, Cosmic Origami, Chris, Eric Mendoza, 653 to Midnight, Tom Hansen, Mr. Gimpson, Robert Wolf. Great Pierco. Martin Stonehouse, Format, Lavinia Obscura, Joshua Holland, Mikey X, Junk Mail Jeff, Night Raptor, Argen 1981, Nathan Winter, Brendan Kellum, Knox Bellow. I keep thinking it's the last one, but it's not. Nougat Ninja, Siege, Color Theory, Lunar Baboon, and Chris Schmo. <laughs> How do you keep thinking it's the last one? Do you have a piece of paper covering up like all the bottom <laughs> la- names and you keep just revealing one name at a time and you just keep hoping it's just the last one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. The window is uh, not maximized, so I keep scrolling down thinking that it's the end of the list and then just keeps going. Look, listen, man, this is a lovely problem to have because there's a lot of people who support Beyond Synth and uh, I really appreciate it. So look, Let's wind this show down. Florence, Mike, Christmas time. Okay. And whoop dee doo and hickory dock. And don't forget <laughs> I can't. to wind up your clock. You know, I He's cannot. That song up. you just sang, I, I'm too immature to ever hear without. Because <laughs> when, when you walk in, this is like, and hickory dock. Like, I always, my instinct is always this, and suck on my cock. Like, <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> and I don't want to. It's like... It's like the song takes control. Anyway, it's a shitty song. Anyway, it's one of my favorite ones. And when I first moved to Austin, I went to Salvation <laughs> Army and I found it on vinyl. And God save me because I didn't fucking buy it then. And I've been on a quest ever since trying to find it in record bins and Goodwills and Salvation Armies all across Texas. I'll tell you this. Uh, continuing the theme of how I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like crooner Christmas music. I've got no... It does nothing for me, croonering. You don't like a big Bing Crosby? (laughs) I hear all these booble Christmas songs, and I just don't like it. It, It's got nothing to do with me. I love Michael Buble. I love him. He's great. He's just so flashy and pizzazzy. He's got a nice smile. (laughs) How about you, Florence? You you big fan of uh, Buble? Not really. I mean, he's fine. He's a good singer. (laughs) 
I like whenever you come in. With it. Not I really. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, I mean he's he's a good singer. I just I don't you know sit down and been like, man, I really got to listen to some Michael Bublé today. Yeah, who does? Anyways, look, listen. Thank you guys for uh, uh, participating in the show. Thank you for not firing us for another. I don't know this the thing. You I'm not worried firing. about this. I, I got job security. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. You're funny, Mike. <laughs> or you'd be gone. Um, anyway, but uh, listen, uh, we gotta. I, I think I'm just gonna use the picture from Outland for the next year's uh, family show image. So I need a new picture of you, Mike. I want you to take a picture that looks like it belongs in the same image. I think I'm gonna for 2020. I'm gonna keep my front hair long and see how long I can go. So like they're I called my own. They're, they're called pubes, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cut my own hair because I don't like waiting for a spot. You know, you gotta sit there, you gotta sit out, you gotta just wait around until the next guy's to fuck that shit. I like just when I'll start it when I want to start it. Fuck you, and uh, I always I, it always comes out the way I want it. Jeez, I have some kind of issues or something. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I I'm, I'm I got like long hair. It's been like four, five haircuts now that I've kept like the bangs front part long, and it's going up and up and up, and it's looking egony, and it's really eighties to me. And I want to see how long this can go. I'm sure my girlfriend absolutely hates the idea of it. But uh, Merry hey, Christmas. man, you gotta live your truth. <laughs> live your live your best. But. Yeah, be your be your best self, and if your best self has a big uh, bushy hair in the front or whatever, then that's what matters. I want you to have a merry Christmas. I want you to have a merry Christmas. Cool. Happy New Year. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very dismissive. And you, Florence, I want you to have a merry Christmas as well. Thanks, Andy. I want you to have a merry Christmas too, and you, Mike, and also Marco, who isn't here anymore. No, you guys forgot about him. Marco, who's yeah. that? <laughs> He's fired. <laughs> Idiot didn't even stay around for the whole show. He was problematic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's too toxic. <laughs> to be fair, he is the most problematic. I think, if we're being honest, uh, I want to plug something. <laughs> yes, uh, I just plug Retro Promenade going into the future. So Retro into Promenade, I'm going to start the 24/7 streaming thing on YouTube, and it's not going to be just like a synthwave radio. Like I want to start incorporating elements, like a syndicated Beyond Synth rerun. It came out on Tuesday. Watch the rerun on Friday, whatever it is. Andy, uh, you're in. You're already in mm, this. Am I? <laughs> yeah, we're in. We're talking about this already. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I want to do like a live no. performing artist series where like you perform wherever you are and we'll take the synthwave to the people. And so like Phaserland could be in Detroit and Future Holotape could be in LA and Glitbiter could be in uh, LA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, come on, man, I'm in LA. Uh, you could do duet with them. I don't know. But like, it could be like an online open mic kind of thing. Artists get like two or three songs and debut stuff you're working on. You can play an old classic and you can control your own lighting. And like, it's like your own private performance to the internet. Uh, and we'll we'll like live host it. Andy, you're into this too. And uh, <laughs> and we'll, I want to live host it like, uh, like a TV show and like... Uh, Commercials, maybe 80s commercials, just 
you know, whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's going to be... I, I, I'm not going to be so perfectionist about this, and I'm going to make it, like, pirate radio-y, and we're just going to see what happens. It's going to be punk rock synthwave. Well, that sounds really exciting, man. We got so much shit to look forward to the year fucking 2020. And uh, and for all you people listening to this show, there's a bunch of changes coming to Beyond Synth as well. So hope you guys like that. But really, it's just the live show. There's really not that many changes. So look, <laughs> Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And we'll fucking uh, talk to you all uh, season eight of Beyond Synth. Ooh, season eight. All right, let's fucking. I'm hitting stop now. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.